0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiry and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen, and let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. It is so, 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 so great to be with you today. Oh, my gosh, things are going so well. The memberships are, you know, going beautifully. Yesterday, we had the very first live coaching call for the Private Practice with Soul Inner Circle, and it was so much fun fun. Uh, We spoke about all things spiritual and we looked at how we can incorporate these to build our business. Uh, We shared resource ideas. We gave each other um, book titles and card titles and links to everything. And it was just so much fun. I loved it so much. And honestly, I could have stayed on that call with the ladies for hours and i was just i came off that call and um i'd already done a coaching call with uh who was it no in the afternoon then i had a coaching call with clients on demand That's right. And I had a client in the morning, a supervision client. So it was like kind of a big day, but uh, I didn't feel drained at all. I actually felt so pumped and so energized at the end of the day. And I just remembered sitting there and I was writing in my journal and I wrote down how thankful I was that I get to do this. Like it doesn't even feel like work. It feels like spending time with people that kind of like you already know. And This was the other thing. Um, We've all been getting to know each other in the memberships before we did the live calls. So then when we came on to the calls, we kind of all knew each other's names but we hadn't seen each other's faces and it was just beautiful. I loved it so much. Yeah, I'll stop saying that now, but it was really so much fun. So all my calls are on Mondays. Mondays are my favorite day of the week. And yeah, it's just working out so well at the moment. And new people are joining every day, which is lovely uh, because there aren't any ads uh, running or there's no real promotion going for them. Um, It's just, yeah, I'm just so lucky that I get to help these people and uh yeah getting some beautiful feedback on all the resources as well so that's so much fun. Uh, someone was asking me though, well not someone, a few people have sort of said what's the difference between the Success Hub and the Inner Circle? Well I guess the easiest way to just think of it is the Success Hub is for people who are starting out, it's like for the beginners, it's for people who want to check that they've got all the essentials, or they know what essentials they need, and then they can either go off and do it themselves. Now that they know what they need, you know, like having a shopping list. Now they can go off to the supermarket and they can get their stuff. Uh, but if you're wanting the actual things, then you can, like, say, um, one of the things in the hub is, uh, knowing what policies and resources you need to have for your private practice, and uh, there's a checklist of that. But in the inner circle, you actually get them, so they're. Two different levels. The The second level, uh, you pay a little bit more, but you get so much more and you get two coaching calls. So, um, yeah, that's and then from there, if you wanted to work on marketing your practice in a way that allowed you to use energetics that allowed you to use the masculine and the feminine and allowed you to use your spiritual tools and processes and ritual if you like and all those sorts of beautiful beautiful divine sacred things then you would absolutely uh, come along to clients on demand so they're like the three steps if you like the hub is step one the inner circle step two clients on demand is step three so that's kind of how it works but anyway that's not what i'm here to talk about what I want to talk with you about today is feedback uh, and how we respond to it. Now, the reason that I want to share about this with you is because receiving feedback can be challenging, especially when you never asked for it. (laughs) I think sometimes it happens, doesn't it? Like we share something in a group and then all of a sudden people are giving us their best advice or their best suggestions. Sometimes we don't even want that, like it's completely unsolicited. Um, But other times too, people do ask for feedback with things and then when they get the feedback, it hurts or it feels prickly or yucky or uncomfortable or fuzzy like I just don't like it um and you know what I sometimes have trouble with feedback as well like if it's not delivered in a certain way it can hurt like it could be really painful so I wanted to talk with you about getting feedback um and having that as a little bit of a trigger for things that um maybe you don't really want to feel or maybe things you don't really want to explore sorry I have the hiccups (laughs) um So, for example, you know, one of the things that happens a lot is people will say to me, oh, can you please give me some feedback on my website? So I will jump in and I'll say, sure, what are you wanting feedback on? And they'll say, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. I just want feedback. So i say, okay, no problem. I'll give you some general feedback and a couple of things that you can do to improve it. And I go into it with... Of course, the best of intentions. I I want everybody to be able to come away from an experience with me feeling like they've gained something, whether it was knowledge or a skill or confidence or whatever it is. So I'll go in and I have a look at the website and I'll see a few areas and I'll give a few suggestions. Now sometimes Depending on, now I'm not saying this has happened because it hasn't yet, but, well, not that I'm aware of. I hope it hasn't happened. Um, but when you get that feedback, especially if you put your heart and soul into something, like maybe you made the website and you put your heart and soul into it and you love it and it took you so much courage to share it and you shared it and you said, hey, i love somebody to look at this for me and, yes, I want some feedback. And then people start giving you feedback about, You can't really read that. What about this font size being a little bit bigger? It's so small. Uh, These two colors don't work well together. Uh, Where's this? Where's that? Where's this? Where's that? It it can be overwhelming and it can make you feel triggered or it can make you feel defeated. Uh, What I want to speak about today, though, is feeling triggered by it and having emotion like frustration triggered, having emotion like, irritability, uh, feeling defeated, all of those sorts of things, just so that, you know, I can give you some help processing it. So sometimes it can sound like it's actually the trigger that needs to be addressed rather than you changing something on the website or you learning a new skill, okay? So I want to share with you some thoughts and hopefully they are going to land but I'd love you to write it in your podcast journal you know what is it about getting feedback that triggers me what is it about getting feedback from peers or colleagues or anyone that triggers this emotion in me or that triggers this feeling in me okay Now, for example, when I went through this, uh, a colleague shared with me, you know, her thoughts on it. And she was suggesting, you know, were you allowed to ask for clarity? Were you allowed to ask for support for things or tasks when you were younger without feeling shame or guilt? And I think that that was such an important thing for her to say because it really got me thinking about things and I want to share that with you because it is such a powerful question so I'll share it with you again but you know were you allowed to ask for clarity or support for things or tasks when you were younger without experiencing shame or guilt okay So think about that. And the other thing is if you're feeling triggered, you know, maybe in the past somewhere along the way you acquired a story um, that it was on you to find solutions to things. It was on you to figure things out all by yourself, all for yourself. And so, yeah, when things come up, it might trigger other feelings, Okay, maybe you, when you were growing up, you were taught that it wasn't nice to give feedback or that you're a bad person if you did it and you shouldn't ever do it. And so now you've got that belief or you've got that value, yet here you are asking for feedback. And when you get it, it's really hard to receive. Okay, so I guess the thing is that sometimes the real reason behind our triggers. may not be a memory per se but it could also be a stuck emotion and i know that might feel a little bit strange to people who are new to the podcast but like a stuck emotion it's also referred to as trapped energy and we hear a lot about this in eastern medicine eastern philosophy and it's now coming more and more into western culture right um and yeah the 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 feeling like those triggers are hard to put a name on sometimes aren't they they're, they're hard to identify you don't know really is it frustration is it anger um, is it shame is it guilt is it you know I'm getting frustrated because somebody else should be doing something the way that I do it like what is it that's really going on but the good thing is that there are so many ways that you can address these things and you can start to accept uh, feedback you can start to accept the experience of receiving feedback from others okay um, and you know what you can use things like meditation uh, you could journal if you wanted to uh, there's also something called the emotion code and that has been shown to be able to help release feelings too uh, at the moment uh, just side note here but at the moment I feel really drawn to energy work and I can't remember if I shared this or not, but I recently enrolled in certificate one and two for Reiki and it's the holy fire three Reiki. And I'm holy doesn't mean religious. Holy, um, means looking at the person as a whole, looking at the energy as a whole. So imagine it has a W at the front. It doesn't, I don't know why it's spelled the other way, but anyway, I'm getting off track. Um, Yeah, so there can also be other things that you've learned and picked up along the way when it comes to the feedback that somebody is giving you. Um, It might be feedback about your message being too vague. Now, one of the things that could be triggering about that is if you have a belief or you learn somewhere along the way that being inclusive was paramount and you need to always be inclusive and stuff like that. Um, And so when somebody says, well, this is really general or this is really broad, um, the reason you're not getting hits or traffic or views or inquiries is because of that. We need to bring it down a little bit that might conflict with your values and cause you to feel irritated or bothered or frustrated. Yeah. Um, So it's like on one hand, you want the solution. You want to know what to do differently but you feel like that solution conflicts with your values so you don't want to do it and so you ask for different solutions or other solutions. Oh, maybe if I just run a Facebook ad then or maybe if I just boost my post then. Well, guess what? Doing those things isn't going to change the fact that your message is too broad and it's not going to resonate with anyone. You could do all the both post- posting and boosting that you want and you still wouldn't get any takers because nobody knows exactly what you do or why they should book in with you rather than somebody else okay so um you know starting off looking at why something triggers you in this case feedback starting off looking at why receiving feedback triggers you is the beginning to you being able to find a solution Okay um starting off with looking at why getting feedback triggers you is the beginning to finding a solution So maybe write that in your journal as well because here's the thing when we're um, talking about asking for feedback, we, we intend to receive constructive criticism right like if I ask feedback I'm hoping that people are going to say oh there's a typo on this page and this link doesn't work and um, you know this is off center I want that type of feedback so I can make my whatever it is better right my goal is to improve something but if something, if somebody wrote back something that was just mean and it wasn't going to help me improve, would I be triggered by that? And if I was going to be triggered by that, well, then I would look at why is this triggering me? What's it bringing up? What's it making me feel emotionally, physiologically? spiritually, energetically, and why do I think that might be happening? Where is that coming from? Is it an old story? Is it an old belief? Um, and what am I going to do about it moving forward? Okay. So there are just some ideas of how you might cope with feedback um, when it's unwanted or it's not pleasant or you're, you're feeling upset by it. The other thing that you can do, of course, is pull out your cards so if you're a card person uh, and I know not everybody is which is totally fine but if you're a card person um, go to your whatever deck of cards you have that's calling to you and work with that deck and by work with it, I mean certain intention certain intention for what do I need to know right now what do I need to hear right now how can I shift this situation um, things like that If you want prompts for your Oracle cards, jump into Clients on Demand or the Inner Circle because there's a bunch in there, um, along with templates for how to use your cards. (coughs) Sorry. And then... I want you to like pull out uh pull out the cards and you know what you might do uh past present future or something like that but for me I just pull cards intuitively so I don't have a set rhythm or a set style I pull the cards until I feel like I'm done until I feel like that's it and sometimes it might be one and sometimes it might be 12 um But have a look at what comes through and don't just read the cards, apply them. Definitely um, look at what the overall message is and create an action step for yourself. Based on that message, put that action step in your diary and then commit to doing it. Um, And once you've done it, go back to your journal and write an update. You know, hey, you know, I did this thing. I checked with my cards. And I followed the process and the guidance was that I needed to do A, B and C. So I chose one of those and I've done it and I've implemented it. And this is what happened. Um, Because nothing's going to change unless you show the universe that you're taking aligned action because when you take aligned action you're showing that you're ready to receive and you're showing that you're serious and that that you're committed it's not enough just to think about things Um, we also need to take uh, action and this is what we talk about when we think about co-creation okay the other thing that you might want to do is um you know cleanse clear energetically recharge the space from around where you were working so If you use, like, what have I got here? I've got Cleanse & Co, that's the name of the company. I've got their Palo Santo. So I spritz that if I don't have time to burn anything. But I also have a loose sage blend. um, And I just put a small amount of that into a mother of pearl shell that I got off the beach and I just light it and then I gently blow out the flames and I just let that blend Um, smoke and smolder and it just fills up the room with a really beautiful energy and while that's happening I just kind of affirm my intention and that's a practice that works really really well for me Um, but you have to find a practice that's going to work really really well for you as well okay so I hope this helps in terms of being able to cope with feedback. At the very core, what you want to do is start looking at why it's triggering you. Ask yourself the question. Don't be afraid to go there and see it as, see this frustration or this trigger as a sign from the universe that you're ready for that next level. Um, Things have to crack open for us so that we can take it and this is just the universe giving you you know cracking something open for you so that you can take that next step and it's up to you to take it and walk through that door so i hope that that was super helpful i hope you really 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 loved it Um, if there's anything else that i can do please don't hesitate to connect with me on instagram at the private practice coach have a beautiful wednesday everyone and i'll talk to you soon bye for now I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gift with the world. Bye!